0: Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. Here we go for episode 1. you and where are you calling from?
1: Uh, My name is Alex Kellerman. I am calling from Bucharest, Romania. Hello, Alex. Hello, Damien. It's good to to be here with you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. My pleasure. And I hope we'll we'll have a really good episode uh, with this Mm -hmm. one.
0: Last time we spoke and we we spoke in person was at a mastermind retreat in Glasgow. Yeah. And uh, this is where we, I actually introduced to you this the this concept of the of the yeah. podcast. Yeah,
1: and and I was really surprised by it because you were absolutely right with the way you pitched it. it I are both fan of podcasts, and I never came across uh, a podcast that was focused around business and Apple products. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really good combo. Uh, I love business. I absolutely love Apple products. I am a businessman, so. This is going to be exciting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So for our listeners, could you explain why you're actually the ideal guest for this podcast? What, what do you do? Well, uh,
1: I do, I do a few things actually, uh, but my main business uh, is called uh, Keller Media and it's a social media marketing agency where we produce strategies, we produce content, and then we distribute it across Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, And LinkedIn for the for the most part, and then we also do a a, a few things around voice, like podcasts, like this one, Uh, and we're really looking to expand into into voice, and then some messenger chatbots, maybe, Uh, you know, just experimenting with new technologies and stuff like that. Um, And other than that, we we also provide solutions and give consulting around different technology solutions such as, you know, e-commerce integrations, CRM, basically just helping businesses uh, whenever we get the chance to integrate technology or use technology to grow further and further and 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 like capitalize on the opportunity that technology presents. And then uh, on top of this business, uh, I try to run as much uh, of it around Apple products. I'm a huge Apple fan myself. Uh, and I'm like both feet in the ecosystem, as they call it, the Apple ecosystem. Um, I run all of my activity on Apple products. Uh, I've been using Apple products for probably most of the, the last six years. Uh, and my ambition is to have the whole agency run on uh, run on Apple products. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. a few words about me.
0: You were mentioning uh, in the pre-show that you just a quiet a new MacBook Pro with a touch bar yes yes so what what else are you using to to run your business
1: okay so let's go through my gear list so i have mm-hmm. uh the newest gear that i have is a MacBook Pro 15 inch with a touch bar it's not the most maxed out version it's the it's the standard version with 2 uh, 256 uh, gigabytes worth of flash storage and then the 2.6 processor or something like that um, I got this one because we're building a new studio, a new video, audio, photo photo studio inside the agency and uh, we got a grant from the government here in Romania to build a studio and we basically just bought like 40K uh, euro worth of gear. Uh, and mm. obviously I, I capitalized on the opportunity to get a few Apple products. So we got uh, a couple of MacBook Pros with the Touch Bar, and then also a custom Mac Pro is on its way. Um, It will be the main machine that the studio will use with two monitors. (laughs) And then on my uh, on my personal sort of gear list uh, that I uh, that I I mean I use it to run the business day to day uh, in my personal life uh, as well is a 12 inch MacBook that is maxed out. Uh, an iPhone 7 Plus, uh, the Apple Watch Series 3, the GPS version, because we don't get cellular here in Romania because we're like uh, backwards with technology a little bit. Um, and then I also have the AirPods, which are, I absolutely love the AirPods. And yeah, I think that's pretty much the gear that I used. I used to have an iPad, but I sold that because I wasn't really an iPad kind of guy. And yeah, that's pretty much it. My my life revolves around using the iPhone with the AirPods, because I do a lot of calls, I'm in a lot of meetings, and then the MacBook or the Mac, the, the latest MacBook Pro to manage the, the more computer work, emails, stuff like that, when I am at the office and not on the go, because when I'm on the go, I just use the iPhone. And then I use the, the Apple Watch to just manage notifications more quicker and get reminders, you know, like just drink water,
0: stuff like that. So
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. And
0: what made you choose Apple?
1: That's a really good question. I remember when I was a teenager, so I'm 23, almost 24 now, right? So when I was like half my age, uh, I remember I I browsed uh, the, the Apple website for the first time and I was like, wow, these products look really, really, really great. Uh, I think it was back in the times where the iPhone 3 was released or something like that. Uh, and I was really uh, impressed by the design. So at first it was the design and I set a goal for myself, like I'm gonna be an Apple user, right? And then when the iPhone 4 came out, uh, I finally convinced my parents to buy me an iPhone 4. Uh, I had some leftover money and I contributed to that purchase and then that's how I got in the Apple ecosystem with the iPhone 4 and I've never went to anything else ever since. I mean, uh, followed by that, I bought a MacBook. I switched from Windows to MacBook because I was like, look, I, in, my, in my head back then, probably like four years ago or, or so, uh, it was, I used my PC to game a lot. So I, w- I was gaming and doing like all sorts of, uh, of, of random stuff on the PC. Uh, And then I wanted to, I was having this moment where I kind of wanted, wanted to transition away from gaming and just like transition to start working on, on projects and stuff. And I was like, MacBooks are for working. (laughs) It's like, dude, you get a MacBook, you, you, you just work on it. You don't game on the MacBook. You don't fool around on the MacBook. It's like you get a MacBook and you work on it. Uh, and I was—I remember—I was in high school. I, I used to bring my Mac, my MacBook to to class, and that's not a popular thing in Romania. You don't bring your laptops to class. Uh, if we have listeners from the USA or like more central uh, or you know parts of Europe, maybe it's more common to bring your laptops in class. But in Romania, it was not a it was not a popular thing uh, back when I when I used to do it. So that was it. I bought the MacBook and I I was really impressed by how easy it was to use the integrations that it had, the apps. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, coming from Windows 7, I think back then, like you didn't really have apps, you know, for, for Windows. Um, and I don't know, it was just like kind of a natural transition. So at first it was like this ambition of mine to just have the... Uh, the Apple products because they look great and I wanted to start working on them and I did like a lot of work on that first MacBook Pro like 13-inch, tw- 2011 I think it was the version. Uh, it, w- it was an amazing machine. And then I, I slowly like just dove deeper and deeper into the ecosystem and I realized that I really love the, the integrations between all the devices because they work seamlessly together, they work like almost perfect together. And yeah, it's like just a really enjoyable experience. And I got used, so, so used to it that I like, I look at the my, my colleagues in my team that like half of them run on uh, on Windows, and then it's me and my partner that we run on MacBooks. It's, it's just a huge difference. I mean, Windows is still good, uh, I don't have any beef with Windows. I think it's a really good operating device, but it's just like PCs. You have to like install so many things. You have to take your like drivers and you know stuff like that. You just you can configure stuff around. Like you can get a GPU and a processor and a motherboard and like RAM, and you can build it yourself because I used to build PCs myself. Uh, back when i was gaming because like i need to get the like, this specific processor in this specific gpu and like this the specific power source whereas with macbooks you just get them out of the box you turn them on and you you're ready to go
0: yeah with the with the latest version of macos uh, high high sierra yep uh, 10.13.4 now they've added uh, the possibility to to use external gpus oh nice on the on the MacBook Pros, yes.
1: Wow! How does that work?
0: Well, you you need an external unit oh, okay. that you connect via USB-C. Oh, nice! And uh, the the operating system now is is aware of this external GPU and can take advantage of it if you want to.
1: As if two like six gigabytes AMD Radeon Pro were not enough.
0: So- <laughs> 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 Something like that, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a good thing because like the pro is historically being targeted to creators, right? So it's a mm-hmm. it's a powerful machine that's also portable. And you can mm-hmm. get it's like ideal for video editors, photographers, designer, web designers. Uh, I mean coders, programmers, stuff like that. And like w- if you're a if you're a high end video editor and you need like extra two GPUs, and you need that extra 12 gigabyte of VRAM, then this is a really good thing. So yeah, kudos on Apple for that.
0: Mm -hmm. So what kind of apps are you running on your MacBook Pro to run your business?
1: So uh, just looking at my dock here, I have, so probably the app that governs my whole life is Fantastical 2. Uh, which is the 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 greatest alternative to calendar uh, that I have been able to found, and I really love it because I can use it on all of my devices. I have bought it on all my devices, and basically I use that to schedule everything. Uh, being being the CEO of a company, you have to juggle between different meetings, different tasks, different like uh, interactions with stakeholders between projects and stuff like that. So. I have a pretty busy busy calendar and I have multiple calendars that I need to work with. So Fantastical 2 is one of my go-to apps. Uh, then I have Google Chrome for browsing, of course. And then I use Spark to manage email. And what I love about Spark is although they don't have to uh, secure terms of privacy from what I've heard, they can like share some data from your email or stuff, stuff like that. What I love about it is that you can connect multiple accounts and then you can have them run like seamless uh, on your Mac, on your iPhone, on your iPad, potentially, if you used an iPad uh, and then it just runs. It's it's smooth, it's free, it's really good. Um, I use notes a lot to take different notes in meetings, in calls, brainstorms, you know, just random ideas. And then I also use Slack uh, mm-hmm. and Skype for for communication with with uh, other colleagues, friends, stakeholders in projects, clients, stuff like that. And I don't know, I use the Adobe Suite to uh, edit different different stuff. I have a creative kind of background, so I taught myself how to web design, stuff like that, how to edit video, uh, how to edit photography. So I, I pretty much used the Adobe Suite since like eight years ago or something, something like that. Uh, and then also, I use the Office, uh, Microsoft Office, to manage documents and Excel sheets, Keynote to do business presentations, Ulysses to write stuff. But if I, but I don't find myself using Ulysses that much because I'm not like I've kind of transitioned away from writing like articles and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really keep journals. I have a really clear mind, for which I'm really grateful for. Um, so I don't use too much writing, but whenever I need to write, I find myself using uh, using notes. And then whenever I wanna like dive myself into a writing session uh, where I need to like write my goals, review my goals, write maybe business plans, stuff like that, um, I just use Ulysses for that because it has a really, really nice uh, writing experience. And then Dropbox, of course, for File Sync, I absolutely love Dropbox. Uh, I use it across, I have Dropbox Business, use it across my team. It's really seamless integrations. And then one password is, is my password manager. And that's, I think that's pretty much it. I was to use Alfred. Uh, so, Alfred is a, is a tiny app that runs, uh, I mean, replaces the spotlight search. Uh, and it does like hundreds of powerful things with integrations and workflows but what i love most about alfred is the the clipboard history so the fact that i can i can have a clipboard history up to 3 months and then if i have to copy and paste information from contracts or business presentation i can just copy the whole thing on the page like copy the paragraphs copy everything that i need and then just go to clipboard history and paste them uh, Mm -hmm. accordingly I don't have to juggle between like command tab like a hundred times to juggle between windows uh, to copy and paste stuff
0: yeah I think that's pretty much what I use I'm using the the paste app yep which is great because uh, they have both the macOS and the iOS versions okay and so they synchronize you can synchronize them over iCloud oh that's really good and um with paste you can also create if you want categories of or like folders of snippets. Oh nice. So you don't have just the big list of your clipboard history, but you can select certain part of your clipboard history and assign it to a, a certain folder. So for instance I have a folder called hashtags, <laughs> and those are the, the, the hashtags that I use the most. Nice. On social media, for instance, so I have a, a series of hashtags when I when I have an article that I want to share about, mostly about iOS, iPhone, and iPad. Yeah, and a, a, another hashtag for the Mac stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, yeah. It's really nice. I agree. I agree with you. The the default clipboard management, clipboard history on the Mac is is not so good. Nah. But with an application like Alfred or Paste, you really, really can. Uh, up your game and and be much more productive at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm smiling because uh, um, I mean I use uh, I use the same system for hashtags when posting on. I mean we're a social media agency. Yeah, this is mm. my business. So <laughs> we do a lot of social media related actions. Um, and yeah, I mean I do uh, use find myself using a lot of hashtags for for different accounts. Uh, and what I use for that is just notes. So. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. good old notes, <laughs>
0: good old notes. So on your iPhone 7 Plus, yep. which uh, applications do you use the most?
1: Jeez, gotta grab my iPhone, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's kind of like group them, like based on, on the ones I use the most and in, on, based on like what they do. So obviously social media is a big part of, uh, of what I do on my iPhone. Uh, which is, like, looking at my top here, it's Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn, and Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so these are, uh, these are uh, the apps that I have on my home screen. And then I have a folder called Social, where I can find YouTube, SoundCloud, Pinterest, Anchor, uh, some social media-related management apps, like Hootsuite, uh, some hashtag apps, Uh, And then somewhere in here, there's uh, Snapchat. I don't really use Snapchat that much. Um, And then the Facebook Pages Manager where I I can manage different pages that we run in the agency. Uh, So those are uh, my social media apps. Uh, Then I have an app that I use surprisingly uh, much is is an app called Money Pro. So Money Pro (laughs) is obviously a money management app. I, I have been using it for the better part of, I think, two years, three years, something like that. I, I can't even remember. And I have balances for all of my accounts, uh, even credit cards, even assets like savings or investments that I have made. And it's really it's a really efficient way for me to have at a glance the uh, balances of even my wallet and then my uh, credit or debit cards Different kind of accounts between my business, myself, uh, PayPal, and extra cash. Even I have, I have accounts that are hidden, uh, they're in like different currencies, like uh, euros, pounds, dollars, uh, Czech coronas, because mm-hmm. I used to travel to Prague, we, we were there together as well. Um, mm-hmm. Again, on a mastermind, uh, traveling the world to see each other at the masterminds. So um, this is one of the apps that I use uh, a lot. I use it a lot, <laughs> like every day, probably like five to 10 times a day. Whenever I, Basically, whenever I spend money, this app gets opened and used. Uh, or whenever, whenever I uh, I get money, of course.
0: And do, do you have a macOS
1: version of this app? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have bought the macOS version, which was on from from what I can say right now was like a mistake, uh, mm-hmm. because I don't really find myself managing my finances on the Mac. I mean, it's like if I have to do a set of payments, I just do them and then I record them as I do them on the iPhone. And I think it's like I don't know, it's easier for me. But I do have the Apple Watch app. I mean, it's it's the complication that it it comes from like as an extension from the iOS app, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's an app I use a lot. Then, then um, I also have Spark in here. I have Asana, which is uh, our project management app
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we use to to keep all the tasks uh, that we have in, in the in the agency and projects and different clients and stuff like that. Uh, also, Slack communication. Same goes for Skype Hangouts and all other communications apps. Let's see what else do we have in here. I have Waze that I used to navigate a lot. Uh, So Bucharest is a pretty shitty traffic uh, city. Uh, So um, I use Waze a lot, even if I know the routes that I need to take, like the route to my home or the route to my office or the route to the gym or uh, even like familiar routes that I know in the city. I use Waze uh, all the time because it always gets me to the fastest route. So it's, I mean, I can't possibly have my brain work as the computer that Waze has. So yeah.
0: And w- what do you like about Waze that, that Google Maps does not provide?
1: That's a good question. I don't know, I guess it's the user interface. I mean, it's like Waze is built, I mean, they're Google both, right? So Waze, Waze was bought by Google like three years ago or something like that. Uh, and they're, uh, they're uh, both uh, deeply integrated with, uh, with Google Maps. I mean, Google Maps is deeply integrated with Google Maps. Yeah, that's a great that's a great quote, Damien, that you have right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I I was trying to say the fact that Google Maps also has like traffic uh, alerts and and different kinds of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just having all the all the alerts that Google Maps doesn't have. Like it 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 can like figure out if there's traffic or stuff like that but Waze also has like potholes and speed traps and you know police and you know mm-hmm. just like if, if there's vehicles stopped on the on the shoulders of highways there's different things that I that I love about Waze and is I don't know it's just the interface it's friendly you you build a profile I'm a warrior wazer or something like that so mm-hmm. you, you get points and also it's the fact about like you can report stuff, right? And you can help people. Where in Google Maps you can't report anything. So
0: Yeah, you're not the, the first one who's recommending ways. Yeah. I've I've installed it on my iPhone, but you know, I'm a I'm a privacy jerk if you <laughs> if you want. Yeah. And so whenever I open an app that asks me to create a profile, I say Wait a minute. Do I really want to create <laughs> yet another user account with a password and a profile and be and being tracked by some some other company and yeah? So, but
1: I mean, ways ways is Google, so it's just, <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Like, do you have a Google account?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, of course. I have multiple Google accounts. If you, if you accounts. have <laughs>
1: multiple Google accounts, then you're safe with ways. Ways is Google, so mm. yeah. So I have a bunch of different apps in here. I don't think it's worth to go like, through all of them, but basically I have apps. I use apps around utility, which is like weather, one password, my like, internet providers and you know bills and all sorts of different stuff. I use travel, business, health, writing, communication, knowledge. There's a folder that I have where I store Audible and podcasts because I'm a huge fan of listening to audio. Mm -hmm. Then I have social for all the different social media apps that I don't use as much. I have a few games in here. I have finance, which are my bank apps, PayPal, TransferWise, and then two apps to check out the cryptocurrency market photo and video for my Canon camera and the GoPro, which is, the, these are new apps that I have installed because I've gotten like the studio gear. So I have a Canon, ADD, um, I have GoPros, I have a drone. It's like amazing. Uh, so I have the the apps for that. And then music that completes uh, like the apps I use most. And then messages, iMessage, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah, and also back to what the app that I started this series with, which is Fantastical. It is absolutely fantastical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you use Fantastical on your Apple Watch too? Or?
1: I don't really. I don't really. I use it to get the notifications, like when I have an event. Like it, it the Apple mm-hmm. Watch, like buzzed me and said, like you have to do a call with Damien and record this podcast. Like mm-hmm. fi- I, the, my reminders are automatically set to fifteen minutes before. But if I if I need to be at a meeting or or that I send it like forty five or thirty minutes uh, before, so yeah, I use I use Fantastical both uh, heavily on my on my Mac and on my iPhone, pretty much. I I've I don't know why it's it, it's I think it's a brain thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a thing of like just getting my brain used to using uh, or dictating right events to my Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a thing that I will that I will use. But it, I think it's definitely easy to do that.
0: What are you using your Apple Watch for then?
1: I mean, I got it because it's an Apple Watch, right? So it's <laughs> th- th- I don't think there's a logical reason for anyone to buy an Apple Watch. I mean, it's not that big of a utility uh, shift. Uh, it's not that big of a you know style thing. But it's like the ecosystem, right? So here's the fun fact: uh, if you if the listeners go to YouTube, uh, and go to uh, an account that is called MKBHD, probably mo- most of them will know it. Uh, he's this huge tech influencer. Uh, Marcus Brownlee is his name, uh, and he has a video where he talks about the Apple ecosystem, and it's it's pretty fascinating. It talks about how Apple is has specifically built all of its devices around the, that, that create an ecosystem where everything works seamless with each other. Because like, let's say I just buy an Amazon Alexa, right? And I, if, if I'm an Apple user subscriber, like, app, sorry, Apple Music subscriber, the only way for me to play music on an Amazon Alexa speaker is to connect my iPhone to Bluetooth. Right, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. If I just say Alexa, play a jazz playlist, it's as like you don't have any music services connected. And I'm like screw mm-hmm. you, Alexa. <laughs> but it's it's the ecosystem. Whereas if you got a HomePod, right, you got an Apple HomePod, and be like, if you just say uh, ask Siri to to play uh, to play a track, it will natively do that. So it's about the ecosystem, right? Uh, but coming back to the Apple Watch, I bought it because I was curious, right? So mm-hmm. I was like. I bought it at first thing I I bought it as a birthday gift for myself. So I was like tired, sick and tired. I got a Garmin watch before that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it was a, it was an adventure watch, a sport watch. I used to run a lot. So the Garmin uh, was a perfect watch for me. And then I kind of like, outgrew the running habit and I kind of like stopped running and decided to do other things that involve physical activity, like going to the gym, having a personal trainer, you know, just getting my physique in in order before I go back to running because I had some issues. Uh, And then I was starting to get like frustrated that my watch was not natively in the Apple ecosystem, right? So it's a thing. Like if you analyze the way that the the Apple products are built, it's it's like that. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I got it as a birthday gift uh, and I wanted to see if it would improve my life, my day-to-day activities, especially in business. And like, frankly enough, it does. The feature that I love most is the fact that I can get notifications like emails, messages, anything that's notification related on my wrist. And I can decide without taking my phone or without like getting it out of my pocket, taking it from the desk or anything like that, I can decide what to do with that notification, right? So do I need to answer a text? If so, I will take out my phone and I will answer that text. Do I need to, um, am I driving, right? So if I'm driving and I get a text, my wrist uh, like beeps and then uh, I can decide if I can, Voice reply to that text, or call the person that texted me, or just ignore it, right? If I get an email, what kind of email is it? Because it's an email from. If it's an email from from a an, a colleague of mine, that I need to answer that or not. Uh, if it's an email from Grant Cardone newsletter, then I'll archive that uh, because it's it's faster to archive than unsubscribe. So any kind of notification, do I get paid? If a client pays an invoice, I get a notification. If I send money, a a payment is processed for for one of our suppliers, I get notified. Uh, If someone shares something with me, I get notified. If Dropbox changes are being made, I get notified. So it's more of like being in check with with everything that happens in my day to day. I will be uh, also frank and tell you that it's bugging me sometimes. Um, and I find myself turning it into do not disturb mode at times because I need to focus, but like my life is, uh, chaotic to some extent. And I, and I like that because like I I need to jump between different things. Um, and also I need to respond quick to some things. Uh, so that's where the Apple watch, uh, really, uh, makes sense for me. And I mean, it's it's. I haven't had any reason to say like I don't like it, or it's not it's useless or something like that. It's really good. You can you can customize uh, everything about it. I mean, most of it, right? You can have different complications. You can even use the breathe app. You know, I don't know. I think it's integrated with Headspace. You can meditate if you're that, if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, what I also love about the Apple Watch is the Just Press Record extension. Uh, so I I use uh, one app that I didn't mention that I use in my in my iPhone is Just Press Record. I uh, I use I use the app on my on my watch as well because if I if I'm driving or I have an idea, it's much faster to get on the Apple Watch just push the push the digital crown or even the recent apps and just Just Press Record will be there. And I and I can even have a, I have a screen where uh, it's set as a complication, so just swipe quickly when I make a stop or something, uh, and I'll just press record uh, and just record my thoughts, or if I have something to communicate with someone via audio. So yeah,
0: where where is it stored? Uh, does it integrate with Dropbox? No, it, it integrates with iCloud. With iCloud. Oh, okay.
1: So it sits in my iCloud account. Um, I think they also have uh, different other integrations, but like iCloud is uh, comfortable enough for me. I have the 50 gigabyte pack, which is not even like 50% used. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And I pay the astonishing amount of $1 per month for that.
0: Are <laughs> yeah, you talking about the iCloud? <laughs> yeah, stancho- I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. The iCloud service is uh, the 50 gigabyte pack. As uh, one dollar, so much money, Damien. Apple ripping me.
0: <laughs> Coming back to notifications, that's the first thing that I did when I configured my Apple Watch was to go through all the <laughs> apps installed on on my Apple Watch and yep. removing the notifications <laughs> and only keeping those that I really wanted to and then uh, that I felt that I needed to. Yeah, yeah, but I guess it's uh, everyone. Everyone is a different uh, way of of managing what well, maybe chaos around them. And, yeah.
1: or... I mean yeah, I, I uh, relate to that and I recognize that not all the people uh, enjoy the notification part or having you know their wrist uh, just buzz like hundred times a day uh, because mm. not everyone needs to jump around uh, 300 things uh, on any given day. So it's a lifestyle that I have around my business and it's just the way I work, right? So I I, I function like that and I need, I don't really need to focus on one specific thing throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. My my bigger focus is the ability to manage 300 things uh, going on at the same time, right? And I'm obviously Mm -hmm. exaggerating because I don't do 300 things at the same time. It's just that like, there's like probably at any given point in the agency there's like, two or three big projects then it's like two or three smaller projects other clients recurring stuff emails communications there's project management to be done there's communication with different stakeholders clients there's contracts there's you know mm-hmm. there's there's payments invoices financial stuff paying salaries paying rents getting food you know it's just like a lot of a lot of different getting supplies for the office you know, just a lot of things. When, when you're the architect, you have to take care of everything. That that's what I do. So that's what I focus on. And to be able to focus on that, uh, I need to be in check with uh, with everything that happens. Because if if I just decide to go off the grid for like four hours and not have any notifications, lock myself up in the top uh, room in the in the in the house that we have as an office, and just work on a video or or something, just work on something that requires like deep focus. If I do that, then I might miss when my colleague needed me or when a client called me. And I mean, it's never like an urgent thing, right? It's just a <laughs> thing that I like to have. It's like I, if I, I, I found that if I don't like take care of all the things that come up, it's harder for me to just sit down and do like thirty emails at once, right? It's mm-hmm. like you know, we just get get emails from from people, and, and I just reply. Uh, on the spot if possible. It's like I, I never feel like I'm out of focus. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I don't need that. Like I know there's people that need quiet time and like they like need to focus and turn everything off. Maybe you're that type of guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like uh I'm I'm good. I, I sat down today for like one and a half hours to edit a, a short like 30-second social media video because we're having some issues with human resources right now. We're kind of transitioning between two videographers and had to edit a small uh, video. And I was like, this is going to take me like between one and two hours. I just sat down, put my phone away, and then I edited it. And then I got some notifications on the Apple Watch and I archived them and like continue working, right? So I don't need that like... Complete isolation in a box with peace and quiet, with Zen music and birds chipping and stuff like that. So that's my life.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> life of a CEO. So now um, there's a segment in the show about um, a recent uh, haha moment that you might have with your Apple devices. Did you discover anything, any tip or trick that you wished you knew before? One thing that I
1: discovered with my MacBook Pro is there's actually a default setting in the energy saver that is called automatic Graphic switching. And if you're a creative entrepreneur and you have to edit like video, you have to edit photography, you have to edit anything and you use a lot of power, you use a lot of graphic power, you you just use processing power uh, to do that, then you should definitely switch this off. Because what what this does is basically it, it doesn't like enable your secondary GPU uh, to be uh, as at its fullest right because who gives a crap about the energy saving when you're working on a video you're just plugged in for hours and you don't give a crap about energy saving so yeah this mm-hmm. this is one little little thing that I discovered recently um, but yeah I, I don't know there there's been a lot of things that I've discovered. But yeah, I think one that completely changed my life in like the past two years is how easy it is to share files with AirDrop. Mm -hmm. Because I was like transferring files over to Dropbox, syncing them over, downloading them into my iPhone to post them on social media. And I was like, I I could just right click share AirDrop and it'd be there in seconds. So yeah, that, that could count, definitely could count as a haha moment where it's stupidly simple to share stuff uh, via your devices through airdrop. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one that I recall.
0: In your daily or weekly activities, do you have anything that you repeat often? Do you have any tasks or any kind of operation that you wish could be either automated or streamlined?
1: that's a good question I don't know could could there uh is there any bot for
0: emails <laughs> if you're using gmail yep. as the backend or if you're using yep. google Google suite i am for your yep. business yeah it's possible to save emails mm-hmm. into pdfs oh, nice. so you can save emails and you can also save attachments yep. From emails directly into Google Drive, right? right. And uh, there, there's a service called uh, Save Emails, Premium Save Emails. Yep. And I, I, I'm using that because I was uh, um, I pay for so, some services via PayPal, mm-hmm. and so you receive an email with the invoice. But yep. that's an email, and each time you have to, and if it's a if it's a monthly invoice, each month you receive the. The email, the yeah. invoice. You have you have to save as PDF, and uh, I realized that there must be a better way. And um, the company who is doing that, I think it's called LabNol, L A B N O L. I will put a link in the show notes. Yep. And they have this uh, service. It's it's uh, I don't remember how much it costs, but it's not expensive at all. It's a one one time license fee. Yep. But then it's a script that you install in a Google Sheet. Oh, nice! And you you create a rules, so you can say in my in my case, whenever I have financial stuff coming in to my inbox, yep, I la- label them automatically finance. So mm-hmm. all those emails they are auto auto labeled with a filter. And so in Save Email Premium, I say. Criteria. So, if label is finance, mm-hmm. and then you can have like from the subject. So, in my case, from PayPal. Yep. Subject invoice or receipt, something yep. like that. Yep. And then you can you can choose either you convert the email into PDF and you save the PDF in in Google Drive in a certain folder. In my case, it's uh, I think it's called invoices. <laughs> suggested <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or in, in other cases you receive the invoice as, as a PDF uh, as an mm-hmm. attachment mm-hmm. and so in that case I choose to save the attachment so you, I have created many rules certain for saving the email as a PDF and the others to just dump the PDF attachment in, in the same folder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then on on the back end, I'm using Hazel.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember we t- we had a chat about Hazel.
0: Yes, and so Hazel is watching this invoices uh, folder all the yep. time, mm-hmm. and whenever it sees a PDF with a certain name or content, then it's automatically filing, renaming, and filing those those away.
1: And you print it as well, right? So you you also print? Yeah,
0: yes, and in one of my Hazel rules, I'm using an Apple script that's actually invoking the print command for my specific printer. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of invoices they are automatically printed because my accountant is a bit backwards and, and he wants to put he wants to put a stamp yeah on a piece of paper. I have not yet managed to convince my accountant to. Uh, to use PDFs uh, directly <laughs> natively.
1: So. Don't worry, I have like stacks of uh, folders. I know if you guys have them, it's like these different, like, big, really big folders that you can put like small, like, regular folders into. You, and you're mm-hmm. legally required to have those in your archive as a company in Romania. You basically have to have paper. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like. It's like you 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 complain about your account being backwards. We're like ten times backwards. Like, mm-hmm. so I have to print everything. But what I do is is I go through my bank statement for for the company, and it's like I just tick everything off because like it's easier for me to have that workflow where I just like it's this invoice, this invoice, this invoice, this invoice, this receipt, this invoice, and then ev- anything that's not on the bank statement. Uh, because I either haven't paid uh, from my from my company's bank account, I sometimes would pay with uh, cash or something like that, and I get uh, different uh, like receipts from the supermarket or you know mm-hmm. different kinds of stuff like that. Then I just take that, put them in in a in a plastic envelope, and just send it to the accountant.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have um, any plans to upgrade your gear? You, I know you just got the MacBook Pro, but yeah. Your Apple Watch or your iPhone?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, definitely have plans to upgrade. Uh, The one upgrade I'm most excited about is the iPhone. I've been, I'll be honest. So I've been struggling in my mind with a really huge iPhone battle. The iPhone battle that I've been struggling with is iPhone 8 Plus versus iPhone X. I think I have decided to go for the iPhone X. <laughs> uh, I think I have because why not, right? It's the mm-hmm. newest piece of Apple technology. There's a lot of new technology. I mean, I'm I I'm the type of guy that likes to be practical and adopt like early stages of technology, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I used to have a MacBook Pro when MacBook like Apple was not that popular in, in Romania. Uh, so I, I used to go to, uh, coffee shops like three years ago that weren't as popular that they are now. Right. So I'm like, kind of like looking where like different trends and like technologies headed to like, probably I'm one of the few people that have an Amazon Alexa, uh, at my home in Romania, because it's like, if you try, if you try to, you, you can just try it. You can like, I'll give you my address and you can try to order an Amazon Alexa. It's you have to get it from like Google, uh, sorry, Google Amazon Germany and you have to get it like through a special international page. Mm. It's like really complicated and you have to wait like 2 weeks for it to arrive, but I got two Amazon Alexas. Like I I I want to be on that uh, wave of technology because like I like to I'm I'm, I'm natively curious and I also mm-hmm. love technology I'm really passionate about technology I'm not a geek so I'm definitely not in the programming like Raspberry Pi or you know like just mining cryptocurrency stuff like that uh, coding apps I'm not in that space I just like to understand what's possible with technology and what can be done. And try to educate myself on that because I really love uh, I really love uh, technology. So uh, I think I'm gonna get the X uh, next month because uh, I have my contract expires with uh, with my provider. So I have to renew it, and whenever I renew it, I get a better offer. I can give this current iPhone Seven Plus 128 gigabytes as a buyback version, so I can just basically sell it to the provider for for an amount of money that's usually like you know $50 less that I could sell it on on eBay or other pl- places. They're like open markets, uh, so it's worth it. Uh, it's worth my time, uh, and then I just negotiate and get a better offer. I think I got the, the seven plus for like 300 euros back when it was like 1,000 <laughs> to buy it. Uh, so I, I got it for uh, 30% of the price through my provider. Um, so yeah. I, I'm getting the iPhone X. It will be the first time where I'm not getting a black iPhone. I want to get I want to get the silver one because I think they've done a really good job with having like a, a kind of a white back and then the silver bevels, and then they they've kept the black screen. So I I loved the back of the silver iPhone 7 Plus or iPhone 6s or iPhone 6 uh, whenever they changed that. Uh, I love the silver one, but the white white front is not something I could live with. Uh, so the fact that they've kept the screen uh, all black—I uh, mean, the screen basically just takes up all the all the front space, pretty much. Uh, but it's um, anything that's uh, around it is black uh, in the silver version as well as the uh, is in the the space gray version. So. Yeah, or is it the jet black? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm getting the uh, the, the iPhone X, uh, and yeah, pretty much uh, that's it. I'm really excited to get the Mac Pro as a studio machine because mm-hmm. I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to see how the editing speed and you know exports renders uh, are on that machine. It's it's a, a medium tier machine, so it's the six core. Uh, one, it's not the eight-core one. It's not the maxed-out version, but it's like a, a a decent configuration that we were able to get. So yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to that. And then what I wa- really want to to buy is an Apple TV, because uh, we've we've talked about uh, this in the in the mastermind that you mentioned using the Apple TVs for for presentations is uh, something that I'm looking uh, into doing. Because uh, we're going to get a couple of TVs here in, in the office, in the, in the meeting rooms. And I want to get uh, also a couple of Apple TVs so we can airplay uh, presentations for clients and stuff like that.
0: Great. So what's uh, next for you and your business?
1: What's next for me and my business? Well, that's a good question. Right up next for, for our business is Growing the Team. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting a videographer, project managers, a designer, even a business development associate, kind of more junior position to help with like offers and contracts and stuff like that. But yeah, on the business side is just growing the team. And then, as I mentioned, we're we're building our in-house studio. So uh, it's really about, you know, expanding uh, and capitalizing on that opportunity of, uh, of services. You know, we can... We, we, up until this point and even now we've worked and continue to work with contractors, freelancers that have really a high degree of experience. They also have their gear, so they've been doing it for like ten plus years. Because we, I, I only choose to work with that those kinds of people. Uh, I mean, I work with a, a couple of other freelancers that are more junior, but like on on smaller projects. Um, but now the fact that we're we're bringing everything in house uh, is really allowing us to control the whole process of you know uh, thinking the videos, thinking the audios, the audio shows, um, you know editing them. Feedback is a lot quicker. Delivery time is a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much uh, what's next for this year. Uh, and I would say just establishing a really strong foundation for the for the company as it goes. Into moving uh, currently uh, into its third year uh, and evolving through its fourth and fifth and sixth uh, sixth year. So yeah, that that's what's next. And from a gear perspective, I'm really excited to see uh, the new Apple releases this year. Um, I've heard that they're they're doing like an iPhone X Plus version, which is really exciting. Like that screen already looks amazing on the on the current iPhone X if they do an even bigger one it's going to be really interesting uh and then yeah i'm just looking forward in technology and in general for the more and more wireless universal connections type of devices you know like USB-C everything um Mm. USB sockets in like airports and you know just all around just now we bought like some power extension cords or stuff like that uh for the for the different technology that we have and they're starting to be to have USB uh, chargers built in so
0: yeah that's exciting. So for our listeners where can can they find you online?
1: Uh, they can find me uh, in my inbox <laughs> first and <laughs> foremost, which is alex at kellermedia with a K. So that's mm-hmm. alex at kellermedia I'm sure you have you'll have contact in the in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at a kellerman. So that's a and then kellerman. Uh, and then also I'm on Twitter at Alex Kellerman if, if uh, we have more international audience and you prefer Twitter uh, or just Facebook uh, where I'm Alexandru Kellerman.
0: Great. Yeah, we'll put uh, links yeah. in the show notes for the listeners well. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to, to have you. For me as well. Thanks for having me. It was really good. It was a really good conversation. So for the listeners... All the links will be in the show notes at macpreneurcom forward slash episode one. So that's it for today. And until next time, I'm Damien Schlerz, wishing you a great day.